Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Evolve. Well, hello. We're, we're pleased to be joined on the latest episode of the Digital Insight podcast by IBM's Jean-Philippe Desbiol to discuss the 10 golden rules of AI called the French Dr. Watson by Forbes magazine. He has contributed to some of the world's largest cognitive projects related to banking, insurance and telecoms across Asia, the USA and Europe. A VP and Managing Director for Financial Services, um, the AI and Data Leader at the IBM Industry Academy and an IBM France Executive Board member. Welcome, Jean-Philippe. Thank you so much. I'm very pleased to be with you today, Andrew. Well, to begin, can you perhaps tell us, first of all, how a quarter century of experience at the cutting edge of technology is uh, supporting you in the diverse roles that you hold today at IBM? I think, I think you're right, Andrew, and uh, it's really about diversity. What I mean by diversity is the fact that I had the chance and the opportunity to work in uh, different countries, uh, such as Europe, uh, where I spent more than 10 years. I spent a few years in, in Asia. I was based in Singapore, leading AI and data. And after I moved to US, where I spent a few years in New York City in order to work within our uh, artificial intelligence unit, which is, which is called Watson. And in fact, I moved back to Europe. And during all this pass of uh, different jobs, I had the opportunity to work on one topic, which is about transformation enabled by technology. And I am passionate about the fact that we are in a job where, in fact, we are transforming uh, jobs. We are transforming businesses, leveraging uh, technologies in a broad sense of the world. And one of them, one of them, and it will be the topic of the day, is about artificial intelligence. And then what prompted you to, to write your book, AI will be what you make of it, the 10 golden rules of artificial intelligence? Alors, three words, back to basics. To be honest, Andrew, I was fed up with everything I was hearing about AI. It was about complete extreme point of view, about AI as a science fiction. It was about AI uh, as a power to make us robots. And it was about, on the other side, about AI is nothing. And I was really upset by all these things around the table because I think it was time for us to take time to take a step back and to see what is real with AI, what we can do, what we cannot do, what are the impacts of AI in our daily life, professional, individual. And in fact, this book is really about a return on experience, about 10 years of concrete projects where I took time to step back and try to give the sense of reality to everybody who is interested in this topic. And again, it's about back to reality, back to basics, through a, 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 a concrete experience 
of many, many, many projects that I uh, had the opportunity to work on in the last 10 to 12 years right now. Well, I, it sounds like it's a must read for many people in in, the, in this, where organizations are going through digital transformation and they're looking at the kinds of uh, technology available to them. But to give our audience a flavor of the themes you explore in the book, it would be great to get an overview of those 10 golden rules. So perhaps if I could start first, um, with the first, stop calling it artificial intelligence, you say. Yeah, so you're right, Andrew, because the first, you know, I'm a little bit provocative sometimes, so don't be afraid. <laughs> but to be honest with you, uh, the first chapter is about stop it, calling it artificial intelligence. And the reason why uh, I was stating uh, this is about that, uh, the fact that, in fact, AI, uh, we have preconceived ideas. Uh, to make a long story short, when you think about AI, everybody is talking to you about data. Uh, when you think about AI, you think about technology and you forget human. When you talk about AI, you talk about algorithms, models, and you forget to, to, to see that AI is about cognitive sciences. And that's why I said, please, 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 give me, give me a break. Stop to call it artificial intelligence and call it potentially cognitive sciences. Call it augmented intelligence. Because at the end of the day, AI is about voice, reasoning, empathy, language, uh, uh, knowledge management, and it's all these topics are related to one thing, which is us. It's about human. And that's why we need to, again, think differently about this topic and to embrace it as a human-centric topic, not only technology, not only data, not only algorithms. That's a good point. I think we need to move beyond the realms of viewing it as a piece of science fiction and thinking more about the science fact that can help us today. Absolutely. But why should we stop talking about it and actually just get started? How can we do that? Because between you and me, if you don't start AI, you will continue to talk about it and to have a lot of dreams about AI. One of the main challenges we are facing right now is to set the expectation at the right level. We need to stop to create a sort of uh, 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 phantasm or, or dreams around this topic. And the second thing that I always say to my customer is, please, 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 don't talk to me anymore about POC, POT. POC for proof of concept, POT for proof of technology. You should think right away about MVPs, minimum viable product. So my message is just do it. And because you are starting projects leveraging AI, you will start to see what can be done, what cannot be done, how to manage the change management, how to make it efficient, how to make it real. And the only way to achieve what I said is between you and me to do it and stop only talking about it. And so then to your third, third rule, where should we start? How do we prioritize? Uh, this topic has been a request for, uh, from many customers. Uh, and basically, they were asking me, Jean-Philippe, based on your experience, what could be the starting point? 
what what could be uh, the right criteria uh, to be used to prioritize the, the, the appropriate use cases. So I tried to, again, to, t- to take a step back and I have identified seven uh, KPIs or at least criteria that I think are relevant to prioritize the appropriate use cases which have uh, the most powerful return on investment. Alors, I will not deep dive on the seven of them. Let's just pick up three of them. First one is about a domain where you have the, the, the combination of unstructured and structured data. If you are working in a domain where you have a lot of structured data combined with unstructured, I think that this domain should be could be a hot domain for, for AI. Second criteria you are working in a domain where you, as human, have to demonstrate evidence, facts, which are behind a a, a recommendation, for example. And I think that AI is a powerful technology which uh, enables us to give all the evidence, all the facts behind the scene in order to demonstrate that a recommendation is the most appropriate for any topic you are facing. The third criteria that I have selected for you today, Andrew, is about uh, you are working in a domain where you have many, uh, let's say, uh, manual and human high-intensive activity. And this domain, by design, should be could be a hot domain for AI because leveraging AI will allow you to uh, 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 change the way the job is done and to position human as the right place within this process. And so to to your next point, the fourth rule, uh, why should we stop making AI a technology subject? Because it's a human one. It's a human topic. And let me give you one simple sentence. Do you know why we are afraid with AI? Because AI is, on a certain extent, our own reflect. And why? Because it's a learning system. An AI system is learning. Learning from who? From us, as humans. So that's why we have, by design, biases within AI. You know, you are hearing people who are saying, no, um, AI is uh, without biases. It's not true. And we need to face the reality. AI and biases are the two sides of the same coin. And it's because it's about human. So we need to acknowledge the fact that we have biases within AI because AI is all about human. And because we know that, we need to work on a way to mitigate this risk to import some biases within AI. And to be short with you, biases are not coming from only the data, but it's also coming from the learning process itself. So it's all about on us to work in an efficient way, in a proper way, to mitigate these biases within AI. And to your fifth rule, you say we should stop believing in Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, you know, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I love I love Harry Potter, but between you and me, on uh, uh, as far as AI is related, to be honest, we need to stop to think about Harry Potter uh, uh, and linked with AI, because this is a point that I mentioned to you briefly a few minutes ago. 
we need to set the expectation right. And if we continue to create a lot of dreams around AI, and as you said, Andrew, to position AI as a science fiction topic, not only is not true, but at the end of the day, we will create a fear with people. And because we are create fear with people, we will not develop the right level of adoption, appropriation of AI, and between you and me, we will fail. AI needs adoption. And adoption is linked to the fact that we need to create and to position AI with the right an appropriate level of expectation. This is the only way to not create fear and to not create a big uh, uh, disappointment with users. And to your next point, and I, and I believe that there's often this idea that the next great shiny new thing will bring us all of the answers when perhaps we should be looking at the problem first and then the, the use case and then finding the solution to fit. So why should we try and avoid being obsessed with AI. Because, you know, as many shiny things and sexy things, uh, we tend to see only AI uh, as a star uh, in the sky. AI is powerful, yes. AI has a fantastic uh, transformational impact on our life, yes. But between you and me, all the digital projects that I am working on today are by design a combination of different capabilities such as AI, IoT, data, learning, blockchain, uh, digital asset, uh, cloud, and many other capabilities. So that's why I say to people, AI is extremely important and for sure it is a fact. But please take a step back, try to combine different things together, combine the different capabilities we have today on the table in order to transform a specific business. That's why don't be obsessed by AI only. And for number seven, how can AI stimulate creativity? How can we harness that opportunity? Very interesting, Andrew, this point, because um, to be honest with you, since now many years, Many people were telling me, Jean-Philippe, you know, AI has an impact on many jobs, but it will not have an impact on jobs where creativity is key. It's a wrong statement. It's a wrong statement. AI will impact all jobs. It will impact all industries, even the jobs where creativity is at the center of everything. And why? It's because, again, as I said, AI is about a learning uh, uh, engine, is about learning from us, and it will be now a combination between human and machine, which will together, together, combine, will be able to create even more new things, combining the strengths of human capabilities and the strengths from machine. And between you and me, creativity and AI are already today and not tomorrow, not yesterday, are today already used in many domains such as arts, such as perfume, fragrance creation, uh, creativity of a TV show, for example, or advertising. So all these people are creative-centric. 
and they are using AI to stimulate them and potentially to create new things. That's why we need to embrace this technology in order again to uh, 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 create new outcomes that we were not able to deliver uh, 10 years ago. Well, that's fascinating. And for number eight, how can we uh, be prepared to live in the augmented world to come? Alors, it's, a, it's, it's a broad question and uh, I think that um, this, this statement about the fact that we need to live and we are living right now in what we can call as an augmented world is about the fact that uh, we need to think, uh, uh, let's say, uh, about the redesign of the business processes. Too often, and it is still the case today, AI is seen as, let's say, an exotic topic, uh, important but exotic. It's seen as a topic which is aside the business process and not within the business process. And to tell you what I see today in the market, AI is embedded within the business process. And not only it is embedded, it's about redesign the business process. So we are living in an augmented world. And because we will redesign the business processes through a new lens, which is about AI, we will start to learn how to live, how to leverage this new capability, because it is part now of the business process that I am owning and not aside, not exotic, not in parallel. It is process centric and process redesign centric. And penultimately, for the for the ninth rule, how can we learn to grow with AI? Oh, simple. You need to work your art and soft skills. We are obsessed by art skills, and we need to have a balanced view between art and soft skills. The art skills, you know them uh, by design, mathematics, uh, uh, physics, uh, algorithmy, and so on. But please, 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 try to get a balanced approach with AI. Soft skills are key. It's about collaborative working, team working, horizontal thinking, critical thinking, uh, uh, ability to have empathy. And if you develop all these skill sets, combining hard and soft skills, you will be able to grow with AI. You will be able to take advantage of AI. Hard skills are a must, but definitely not enough. Balance, hard and soft. And finally, um, echoing the words of, of JFK, don't ask what AI can do for you, but what you can do with AI. Can you expand on that for us? Absolutely. Um, my point was continue to be at the center of everything which is done around AI. Don't let AI only in the hands of others. You are part of the game. You are a key player. You are a creator. And AI is done, designed to serve you whatever and wh whatever you do and whatever you want to do. And that's why I really think that this is a mindset we need to have about proactivity, about uh, co-creation, and consider AI as a partner you need to work with to create what you want to create. This is my main message. 
and it's a it's a message I think uh, our audience would be would be really excited by, and, and we'd certainly love to learn more about the book. And I'm sure we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, be able to position this within in, uh, interface and the digital insight, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to share that that debate further. And thinking about that debate, you recently attended the, the World of AI in Cannes. What were some of the key themes and trends preoccupying attendees that, that you found? First of all, uh, Andrew, um, it has been a fantastic event in Cannes. I have to acknowledge the fact that uh, many uh, people were there, uh, experts, uh, thought leaders, uh, 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 players in many, many domains, the very diverse uh, perspective, and it has been a fantastic event. If now I have to tell you what was, what the key elements, it's very difficult to say, but I will tell you at least the uh, uh, the points which have been important for me. Um, it was about trust, ethic, transparency of AI. And this point has been extremely uh, important during the two days in Cannes, uh, addressed on many perspectives by different players uh, with different convictions or visions. But at the end of the day, the common point of all of this is about to say that we collectively are convinced that without trust, without transparency, without ethic, we will not get anything from AI. So we need to face this point. We need to work on these uh, different perspectives in order to make sure that everything we do around AI can be trusted. And when you talk about trust, it means that you need to be transparent, you need to be explicable, you need to be robust, and you need to be sure that your ethics are aligned with what you do with AI and vice versa. That's why I think that we can summarize this point with one, one expression. It's all about an AI-trusted framework to serve humans. It's, it has been a critical topic. And, and with that trust, transparency, that ethical approach and that framework in place, what in your view would be the next big thing we should expect in the field of AI, perhaps in the in the short term of the next 18 months? The next big thing is about objectivity. Let me explain. You need to, we will need to be able to objectivize why, how, when you have to leverage AI or not. Because at the end of the day, I'm not convinced that AI will be necessary everywhere. And I'm not convinced that human is always better than AI. I'm not convinced that AI is always better than human. And potentially, sometimes the combination between AI and human will be great, and sometimes it will not be great. That's why, again, let's try to take a step back here and to think about this statement and to think about the, the imperative for us to be able proactively to say, in this domain, I will use AI or not. And again, why? For which rationale? 
how I will use AI or human or a combination of human and machine, what are the expected outcomes that I want to get, and how I will make sure that this outcome can be trusted. That's, I think, the next big thing for all of us because we are facing a new collaboration between human and machine, which is new in the last century, and we need to address this challenge altogether. Objectivity. Well, many thanks, Jean-Philippe. I think you've given us more than just food for thought. It's actually a banquet of food for thought. And uh, there'll be much more that we can learn from your book, and uh, we'll certainly be... uh, hoping to share more of that with our with our audience in the coming months. Many thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, Dan, for this fantastic interview together. Just one thing, if you buy the book, you need to think about the fact that 100% of my author rights are going to a children's foundation for an hospital in Paris. So if you buy the book, I will not get richer, but your money will go to a right thing for the right people. And thank you so much, Dan. It has been great to see you today. And I hope that it will get traction with uh, our attendees today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with the interface.net and cpostrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight.